0: The first atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima. Over humanity, fires of frustration and discord are burning. And Let us city. not forget for a moment the toils and efforts that lie ahead. They say that those who forget their history are condemned to repeat it. This is the History Lessons podcast with certified financial planning practitioner Patrick Huey, author of history lessons for the modern investor, and your guide to financial wisdom in the past, present, and future. You ready? Good. Let's get historical. Historical, indeed. This is the History Lessons podcast for the week of June the 26th. Hashtag at HL, the number four. TMI, if you are a modern investor seeking some historical perspective, well, once again, my friends, you are in the right place. This week, we're talking about Dickensian data and bond sequels. But first, the news. Yep, in the news this week, the Charles Dickens economy continues as the headlines alternate between the best of times and the worst of times. For instance, new housing starts rose at an eye popping 21.7% in May, the largest monthly gain since 1990. Existing home sales also increased, though by a much more moderate 0.2%. Perhaps, just perhaps, home buyers' eyes have stopped popping when looking at mortgage rates hovering near 7%. However, the leading economic indicators, LEI index, declined for the 14th consecutive month in May. One of those component leading indicators is the yield curve, which is as inverted as it was during the recent regional banking crisis. And that indicates that the market is pricing in elevated risk to the economy. Best of times, worst of times. To continue the quote from Dickens, a tale of two cities, it sure seems to be the age of wisdom and the Age of Foolishness. Next up, we'll charge the Wayback Machine and head back in time for this week's history lesson. But first, a word from our sponsor. Midway on his life's journey, John Allman quit his job to see the world. It was supposed to be a first-class ticket to paradise. personal travel agent named Virgil. But John's past won't let him decompress, no matter where Virgil sends him. And as he tours the globe, he slowly descends through the nine levels of hell, where his own dark secrets are exposed. Hell, a novel. Order your copy in hardcover, paperback, or for Kindle on Amazon.com. Alexa, charge the Wayback Machine and set it for 1973. Charging Wayback Machine. On June 27th, 1973, Roger Moore appears alongside Jane Seymour in Live and Let Die, Moore's first appearance as the secret agent 007 James Bond. But it's not all cocktails and exotic locales for the debonair secret agent. Trouble is lurking in the Bond franchise. A few years prior, a lawsuit settlement gave the script rights to the movie Thunderball to a former writer and friend of author Ian Fleming. United Artists made that movie in 1965, hoping to placate the disgruntled writer. It didn't work. Fleming's associate then remade the movie with Warner Brothers in 1983, a decade after Moore had taken over the Bond martini shaker under the title, Never Say Never Again. Adding insult to injury, Warner cast a slightly graying Sean Connery once again as James Bond. Thus, the inevitably named Battle of the Bonds. Now, this is an ongoing sequel over the past few years. Indeed, I can't resist commenting on the Battle of the Bonds that broke out after the pandemic. For years, I had warned about bonds struggling to make it in a rising interest rate environment as signs of inflation abounded. Ignoring that struggle turned into a major no-no, actually a doctor no-no. Over the last 18 months, since January 1st, 2022, the S&P 500 fund SPY is down 6.6%, while the aggregate bond index, AGG, is down 10.78. Losing more on bonds than on stocks? Shocking, positively shocking and not at all ideal for anyone who is already slightly graying. Bond often relies on Q's expertise for his gadgets. Similarly, consider seeking advice from financial professionals like me, who can provide guidance tailored to your investment needs. Here are a few more investment lessons from 007. Number one, control your emotions. We say this a lot. Bond remains calm and composed under pressure. Indeed, he personified the word cool since the 1960s. Emotions like fear and greed can cloud your investment judgment, so learn to control them. Make rational decisions based on research and analysis. Number two, have a contingency plan. Bond always had a backup plan in case things went awry. In investing, it's wise to prepare for market downturns or changes in your financial situation. Number three, stay informed. Bond always stayed up to date with the latest intelligence and information and you should too stay informed about market trends economic indicators and make well informed investment decisions number 4 be adaptable bond often finds himself in unexpected situations and he quickly adapts to overcome the challenges flexibility is key markets can be unpredictable so be prepared to adjust your investment tactics if not your strategy when necessary. Number five, take calculated risks. Look, James Bond frequently took risk, but usually calculated and well thought out. Similarly, successful investing often involves taking those calculated risks. Assess the potential rewards and risks before making your investment decisions. Now this marks the third consecutive year I've written about the Battle of the Bonds. Will there be a fourth sequel? Who knows? But let's quote from 1964's goldfinger once is a happenstance twice is coincidence the third time it's enemy action way back machine disengaged returning to the year 2023 finally this week it's on to the mailbag you've got mail this one comes from charles who asks what notable finance or economic luminaries Can you use in a game of six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Now, this has to do with the concept of bacon numbers. The bacon number of an actor is the number of degrees of separation he or she has from Kevin Bacon. The higher the bacon number, the greater the separation in movies from Kevin Bacon, the actor. So let's start out here with Richard Thaler, uh, University of Chicago economist, Uh, and he has a Bacon number of two. That's right, this Nobel Prize winner in economics appeared in The Big Short, as did John Magaro, who was in a movie called Taking Chance with Kevin Bacon, thus the Bacon number of two. Likewise, economist Paul Krugman has a Bacon number of two. He had a cameo roles himself in the comedy Get Him to the Greek, with an actor who appeared in Mystic River with Kevin Bacon. That's about it for economists. It turns out they may not be the most personable folks and may not exactly make the screen come alive. As for characters who were economists and were played on screen by someone with talent, well, there's a deeper list there. Real Life Economics Nobel Prize winner John Nash was portrayed by Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind back in 2001. Economics major and whiz kid Peter Brand was played by Jonah Hill in the movie Moneyball. Nick Nolte played real-life economist Augusta Ordone in Lorenzo's Oil. And Paul Giamatti played Federal Reserve Chair Ben Bernanke in HBO's Too Big to Fail in 2011. Interestingly, all those actors also have a Bacon number of two. And of course, there is the matter of Bernie Madoff, who Bacon famously invested with and lost much of his life savings when the fraud was revealed. That is not exactly the kind of guy you want to have your number. Well, my fellow historians, that is all for this week. Check out oracleofbacon.org for more fun with the ubiquitous actor. And be sure to check out my book, History Lessons for the Modern Investor, available on amazon.com, where there is a whole chapter dedicated to Kevin Norwood Bacon. Finally, be sure to do all the social stuff, the liking, sharing, the following, all of those things until next week when we'll take another rollicking romp through the past and make an investment in your financial future with history lessons for the modern investor see you next week